I think as a as a PPCer, you need to always be thinking beyond that initial conversion. DigitalMarketingRadio.com, the big interview with David Bain. How do you really know the optimum amount you should be bidding for a keyword on Google AdWords? Should everyone be targeting specific devices and times with their AdWords campaigns? And what other targeting options are available? And what are the up-and-coming paid search opportunities to look out for? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Pete Whitmarsh. Pete, welcome to DMR. Hi there. Good to be on the show. Well, welcome. Well, Pete is head of PPC at Search Laboratory, responsible for a team of 20 PPCers. So, Pete, are you finding that the majority of your work is focused around Google AdWords, or are there other paid search players that are starting to be more lucrative nowadays? Um, I think for me, I would say undoubtedly, the majority of our work is still AdWords. Um, But in addition to that, you know, there are a a lot more things happening in the market. I think if you go back three, four years, probably 95% of my team's time was spent on AdWords. Nowadays, it's probably 60 or 70% of the time. So yes, it is still the dominant player, but there's absolutely a lot of other stuff going on in the industry and a lot of other areas of focus for us as a business, really. Right. Okay. That's interesting. So can you see a time in a few years time where AdWords could potentially be less than 50% of the work that you're focusing on? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you think about, um, I mean, it's not strictly paid search, but when you think about the likes of Facebook and LinkedIn, they're talking about the um, ad exchange networks. Um, I know Twitter are launching an ad exchange as well. There's there's all sorts of stuff going on. And I think when you think about digital marketing and digital advertising, then undoubtedly, you know, AdWords is, is going to start to lose a bit of that share in terms of share of voice, I suppose, but also like share of people's time and um, share of budget, probably. Okay. But if a company hasn't done much paid advertising so far online, is Google AdWords generally the best place to start, though? Um, I think it depends on the company, to be honest. I think AdWords is fantastic for a lot of businesses and probably for the majority of businesses. But, um, you know, every so often we'll get speaking to a prospect who simply doesn't have a product that people are searching for. Um, you know, if you've invented a brand new product, then it's pretty hard to get any um, any kind of traction for that product on AdWords. So, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all potentially much better advertising channels than just going down the AdWords route. Okay. Is, is that because, um, for instance, on Facebook, there's perhaps better targeting opportunities? Um I suppose, yeah, better in in one sense. You know, it's Facebook is all about the audience. AdWords is, you know, still in some ways considered a bit primitive that it's just all about the keyword, basically. Mm. So, um, you know, I think AdWords are, are working on getting more audience targeting in there. But, you know, Facebook's audience targeting is by far and away better than AdWords targeting is at the moment. So, yeah, for that reason, I think if you're marketing a product that has a very, very specific target audience or target kind of interest category that you might be able to find on Facebook, then, then you know, Facebook could be the way forwards. Okay. And uh, can paid per- 
per click advertising has um, uh, increased massively, obviously, over the last few years. Um, yeah. I, I remember um, using Google AdWords back um, probably when it launched or probably just after it, I think about 2005 or so, and um, getting loads of traffic for a penny per click. And um, <laughs> I'm afraid I was participating in arbitrage then and uh, having Google AdSense on sites and uh, right. you know, quickly, easily making money from that. But a, a slightly different game nowadays. And uh, obviously yeah. many businesses are, are paying £10 or $20 plus per click. Um, how does a business know the optimum amount that it should be bidding for um, on its AdWords? Um, yeah, good question. I, I think it all comes down to just tracking absolutely everything. So not getting caught up in this is how many leads I'm getting, but you know, really thinking about what's happening with those leads. Are those leads turning into appointments? Are those appointments turning into sales? How much is a sale worth? What's the average contracts like lifetime of a sale um you know that's that's one specific example but if you're thinking like that then you can kind of work all that right back to not just thinking about your conversion rate to lead but thinking about all of your conversion rates beyond that and from there ultimately it's it's quite simple mathematics to actually work out well if that's how much a, a sales worth that's the lifetime value of a customer this is my percentage chance of turning a click into a overall sale then then that can tell you how much a, how much a click should be worth really okay and is a combination of adwords and analytics the best way to establish the roi um it depends on what's right for you to be honest i mean sometimes just using adwords can absolutely get you to where you need to be but um, I would say using analytics um, but then potentially you know you need to be using some other um, more advanced systems so either you know I guess you can do this through analytics and AdWords now where you can upload conversion data and um, CRM data into those kind of systems so that you're kind of seeing beyond just that initial conversion touch point so um, yeah, if you've got if you've got that kind of instance where you do need to track just beyond that initial conversion, then you either need to be using a separate system, you can be using analytics, you can be using AdWords. I don't think there's any sort of hard and fast rule as to this is absolutely the way you must do it. I think a lot of businesses find a lot of very elegant solutions that work extremely well for them. So, you know, I don't want to ever dictate to a client that this is how you should be doing it. If they've found a perfectly adequate solution, then you know, we can work with that, absolutely. And what about a position, the position of your advert? Because um, um, obviously you could appear at number one, but um, the chances are you're possibly paying a little bit too much. Um, yep. it, it, and you can perhaps get maybe nearly as many click-throughs from position two or three, or I don't know, perhaps even position four. Um, is yep. there on average a better position number to be aiming for? Um, I would say absolutely 100% no. Um, <laughs> for me, um, I always think of position as just kind of a consequence or a side effect of the amount that you're willing to pay. So, you know, if you've gone through all these clever calculations and worked out, this is how much I'm willing to pay for a click, then your position is just what it is off the back of that. If it's position one, fantastic, you're going to get a load of clicks. If it's position 10, then, you know, that's fine too, because you know that those clicks are still going to be profitable. And you know that if you're in a higher position, then they probably wouldn't be profitable. So, yeah, I think it's, it's probably a common mistake that people are making is to get a bit too caught up with position and uh, you know a bit too tied into thinking that they need to be number one 
Okay, and um, th- th- there's different sections your that your ad could potentially show in if you just talk about Google search in general. The, there's obviously the, the the top section on the the, the right hand side. Um, did you, do you notice a significantly higher percentage click through rate if you are appearing in that top section? Um, we did actually do some analysis on this recently over. Um something like 10 million clicks that we'd had and yeah there absolutely is a better click-through rate if you're at the top and you also get benefits if you're in the top three of showing additional um, ad extensions and and the like so there's there's a lot more ways for people to interact with the adverts potentially the ads can look a bit more credible um, but what we found out is you know position four position five um, the right hand side ads they do still get a decent enough share of clicks for it to be for it to be worth it really and um, we didn't notice any significant difference in terms of conversion rates between the top few positions and the the right hand side positions so yeah again I'd say you know position is just a consequence of what you're willing to bid and don't get too worried if you're in position four that's fine you don't need to be in those top positions Okay, um, and that's probably focusing a little bit more on desktop search. Um, on yep. mobile devices or tablets, there's there's less adverts potentially there as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't looked too heavily into pay-per-click, but I recall that um, probably a year or so ago, um, Google changed its way that it, it um, was willing to actually deliver campaigns. And I think that it um, put... Um, put all searches together, um, ta- tablet and desktop. Um, is, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think there was a bit of an outcry when this happened from the industry. It was um, the update known as enhanced campaigns. Right. Um, and yeah, what that did was basically meant you can no longer have separate campaigns for tablets. You can no longer have separate campaigns for mobile. Everything is in one campaign. You can make a bid adjustment for your mobile. Um, but if you want to just target mobile, you can't do that. If you want to just um, target tablet or if you want to have a bid adjustment for tablet, then um again that's that's not something that you can do anymore so it wasn't ideal and i think a lot of people were really questioning google's logic about doing that to be honest but at the end of the day um i think we all know that we're in quite a dynamic industry and things are always going to be changing and you've just got to sort of roll with the punches to be honest so was the outcry worth it um did a lot of clients end up paying more because they couldn't target as specifically as they could before um, I don't think they did, to be honest. I've heard people say at conferences that they did, but um, from our analysis over our clients, there wasn't really any um, significant evidence to suggest that people actually were paying anymore. Okay, so that's targeting different um, devices or um, not targeting different devices, but what, what other targeting options are there available within Google AdWords that are worthwhile paying attention to? Um, yeah, well, I think an, a good thing that did come with enhanced campaigns is that you've got a lot more flexibility when it comes to um, geographic bidding now. So um, it used to be that if, for example, if you market into the USA and you're targeting all 50 states of the USA, um, you might have to have 50 separate campaigns where you're bidding differently in each one of those. Whereas now what you can do is just analyze how do you perform in each one of those states um, and how much do you need to be bidding in each one of those and you can just set a bid adjustment within the campaign so much much simpler to actually do things that way you can really understand um how well you're performing in in various different territories and and make bid adjustments on that so again that's i suppose that all comes down to thinking about 
every single click and every single user and, and valuing that user as an individual as opposed to just thinking about um, this is a keyword and that keyword will always perform the same no matter uh, no matter what other factors are influencing that. So um, what about landing pages? Because obviously um, there's um, a quality score with regards yep. to actually calculating the position of the ad and a lot of that is to do with the, the, the bid amount and also the click-through rate. But um, part of it is also, I believe, um, to do with the quality of the landing page itself. Yep. Um, so what kind of advice do you give clients with regards to setting up their landing pages? Um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right there. I think the landing pages are becoming an increasing impact on the on the quality score. So it's, yeah, it's becoming an increasing focus for us to actually make sure that the clients get that right. Um, the main tip that I would say is just follow SEO best practice, basically. So if you're doing what's right for um, SEO, and I'm not talking about getting links to the page or anything like that. I'm <laughs> talking about the technical side of things. So making sure the page loads fast, making sure you're titles and descriptions are all accurate and relevant to keywords. Um, I'm not an SEOer, so I'm not going to be able to reel off a big list of things, but you know, speak to an SEOer, speak to an SEO team, um, find out what you need to be doing from an SEO point of view. And essentially, if you're doing everything right um, on that front, then it will help you out with your quality score. I'm sure someone from Google told me not so long back that basically a large portion of that landing page quality score factor is essentially just the natural ranking algorithm so yeah if you do what's right for one then it'll be right for the other okay um so, so that's a bit about google adwords and you, you mentioned facebook earlier on is is facebook yep. the next one to really keep an eye out for or are there um other opportunities such as twitter or um, perhaps even pinterest that are lo launching paid advertising in the us i believe yeah um yeah i think there's loads of opportunities out there i definitely don't want to kind of get too strung into into one particular platform like as an agency um we need to we need to stay flexible we need to stay open to all options um yeah absolutely pinterest instagram have launched their paid platform which actually i've, I've not had a chance to try yet but I'm quite excited about the possibilities there um twitter's getting big i think linkedin have got some big plans so i think again it all just comes down to thinking about your individual business or your individual clients and what's right for them what kind of audience are they looking for um, and from there you can really start to establish what would be the best platforms to work with as opposed to doing it the other way around of thinking um your best platform is adwords your second best platform is facebook so that's where the majority of the budget's going um you definitely want to be thinking about the client first and foremost and then thinking about the platforms off the back of that really now we've also got a video that you've recorded quite recently that we're going to embed for our magazine readers do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about um, what that includes uh, yeah, absolutely. So that was um, just a bit of insight into what's happening in PPC at the moment. So where's the industry going? Um, what do we expect to see from the future? Um, I've kind of included a few slightly wacky suggestions there about, um, you know, what might happen in the future, things right down to biddable billboards and biddable TV. You know, these are all things that people are talking about. And at the end of the day, it's probably not that many years away before it becomes my job and a PPCer's job to be managing that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think we, yeah, it is scary, but it's also, you know, it's a pretty exciting time to be honest. Mm. The fact that 
um, you could actually think of billboards as respond like direct response advertising rather than just being brand awareness because <laughs> you know you might be doing things to a specific audience that kind of thing. So yeah, it's basically a video that that kind of explores quite a few different areas of PPC, um, kind of a bit about the history of it and then kind of what's happening now and and what we see for the future. I think it's people that aren't aware of digital marketing that should be scared actually thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how many people I tell about the job and they get scared about like cookies and like, <laughs> people getting profiled and stuff like that and think that Google's going to turn against them or something and there's going to be, I don't know, something from the Terminator films or something <laughs> like that happening. Well, as long as Google likes you, they won't turn against you, but... Um... <laughs> Um, ho- hopefully the majority of good practice means that Google will like you but uh, uh, anyway we'll embed that video within w- just below this section of the magazine so um, thanks for that right. Um, right. so let's segue over to the second section of our discussion and that focuses on your thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's heading so starting off with software I couldn't live without what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact the success of your business um, well I'm quite boring here in that my first answer is going to be Excel and I'm, I don't know how many people have said that in the past but I expect probably quite a lot. A, a lot of paper clickers anywhere or yeah. SEOs yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. Um, secondly AdWords Editor um, it's such a simple tool but it's it's absolutely priceless when it comes to managing AdWords accounts. Um, other than that I hate to say that we do manage a lot of software internally so we tend to develop our own software when we see a need for it rather than buying something off the shelf. Um, our main reason for that is simply because when we look at off-the-shelf software, a lot of it's very, very good, but it just doesn't have the same level of flexibility or, you know, ability to include new features or specific requirements of clients that you would have if you were buying something off the shelf. So, yeah, we've, you know, we've just really put quite a, a heavy investment into developing our own software um, around bidding, around ad testing, around performance monitoring, around all sorts of things like that. Okay, and a slightly more challenging question. What software yep. don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've intended to try at some point in the future? Yeah, um, I think the main one that jumps out to me here is probably Adthena. Um, so Adthena is a um, competitor monitoring tool within PPC. Um, I've seen a few demos of it. It looks fantastic. Um, I'm very, very eager to give it a try, but um, it's I guess it's not the cheapest thing and we need a client that it would be appropriate for and uh, a client that's kind of as eager as we are to, to give it a shot really. But um, yeah, Adthena seems to, seems to really tick a lot of boxes in terms of what you would want to do from a competitor monitoring point of view. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What yep. didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Um, I think the thing that jumps out for me here is thinking too much just about conversions. Um, so what I mean by that, that might seem a bit seem a bit counterintuitive, but... I think a lot of people think about conversions as opposed to what happens to that conversion. So, you know, you get a sale and that's all well and good, or you get a lead and that's all well and good. But if it's a bad quality lead, then that's pointless. Mm. So I think as a, as a PPC, you need to always be thinking beyond that initial conversion. You know, even if it's something like retail, which seems really obvious on the face of things, I've had this many conversions, this is how much they were worth. Do you know what kind of return rate there was on those products? Mm. Um, do you know what profit margins the client is actually making from those products? 
Um, so yeah, just really thinking about the the full spectrum of what a conversion actually is, rather than just thinking about a conversion as a number. That's really good advice because obviously um, it means that digital marketing as a whole is moving towards business strategy and just understanding the whole business as, as in general. Um, because you know, a few years ago, um, the digital team would just be not even involved with the conventional marketing team. There would be a little pocket by themselves. But um, yeah. now... Um, conventional business thinkers are starting to understand the um, imperative nature of integrating the digital thinking to, to, to the whole business. I mean, I see this, the, the same thing happening to um, opt-ins from emails as well and inbound marketing, people focusing on lead quality and understanding the, just the overall impact um, that each individual lead has in the business and the, the importance of attracting the right quality of leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, and I think it's definitely been quite a, a strong evolution over the last few years. I think you're absolutely right that, you know, PPCs especially would, you know, sit off being a little geek in the corner, you know, <laughs> um, and not really being or probably wanting to be um, part of a marketing team. You know, I got into this job not because I've got a marketing background, I've got a maths background. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's what a PPCer is nowadays. Um so yeah, it's yeah, it's really really important to actually understand marketing as a discipline and, and really get on board with marketing teams and and yeah, really think about the whole benefit to a business as opposed to again just thinking about numbers of conversions. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready okay. to go? Yep. Email or Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Uh, display. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? Um, probably one-to-one relations. Paid search or SEO? <laughs> Paid search. <laughs> Email contact form or telephone number? Uh, telephone number. Website or app? Mm, website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Global. Moving straight on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Um... Yeah, tough one. I suppose as an agency, it, it all depends on what client that $10,000 is going to and, and what could potentially be um, the best platform for them. I mean, I mentioned earlier, I've not, not tried Instagram. I've not tried Pinterest. I'd love to have a go on those. So um, purely for my own selfishness, I would like to spend some money on those and uh, you know see what kind of targeting options are available out there. If you have uh, free money, why not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so for something like a Pinterest, is, is there a different kind of call to action that you'd, you would be looking for to measure whether or not the campaign had been a success? Um, yeah, I think with all social channels, really, you, you don't just want to be measuring it on conversions. You need to be thinking about what sort of reach you're getting, um, how many extra followers you're getting. Um, I've never used Pinterest in my life, by the way. And <laughs> so I'm kind of completely out of my depth talking about this. But, you know, I'm sure there's such a thing as a, a repin, maybe. Is uh, I'm not sure. I, I believe there is. I, I haven't used it much either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I suppose... 
yeah, if you relate it to Facebook, for example, or to Twitter, you know, it's about your retweets and your favorites and your followers and, and that kind of thing. You, you definitely need to be reporting on those metrics as well, because they're the kind of metrics that ultimately help that following to grow. And by having a bigger following, you're going to get more conversions in the longer run. So, um, yeah, I suppose definitely don't forget about conversions, but absolutely um, do make sure you are considering sort of what else, what are the benefits that advertising channel is having for you. And um, would you say that the majority of your clients um, are uh, wanting just to focus on revenue as the target, as the bottom line, or are they a little bit more open nowadays and getting more open to the concept that there there can be other goals from a digital campaign? Um yeah, I think it varies. I think I definitely agree um, that people are getting more open to the fact that there can be other goals. Um, I think people, you know, it, it's now becoming the case that a marketing manager or a marketing director at a company tends to have a lot of knowledge of paid search and and digital advertising in general. So I think they're more inclined to be comparing it to their other marketing channels. And, you know, when you start comparing that to the likes of TV and radio and and outdoor and all that kind of stuff, then you do want to be measuring it in different ways. You know, there's more than just the direct response that happens. So, yeah, I would say people are definitely becoming more open to that. Um, and, yeah, I think it's it's an important direction that the, that the industry is going in, really. My number one takeaway. Well, Pete, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Um, Ultimately, I would say don't be afraid to try new things. Um, You know, there's always new platforms opening up. There's always new features opening up on AdWords and Facebook and all the other advertising platforms. Um, You just need to be very much on top of all these new features keep on top of the industry news give things a try um basically if you never try it then you're never going to know whether it works or not so just be flexible be open to new ideas and you know if it doesn't work fine you might have wasted a bit of money but you know every so often it is going to work and it's going to get you a lot of money so just make sure you're always trying new things and if you never try it, it might get your competitors a lot of money instead. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Um, I mean, I would like to say follow me on Twitter, but to be honest, I'm not much of a Twitter buff either. I've not really got into this whole social media thing yet, uh, <laughs> despite the industry that I work in and despite the fact that I'll, uh, I'm a big advocate of advertising on there. Um, but yeah, I'd say really searchlaboratory.com. That's our, our company website. So find out more about us on there, basically. Great stuff. All. Thanks again. Thanks very much. Digital marketing radio. Digital marketing radio. Digital marketing radio.